you're looking to sell your home at realestateagentsitrust.com. Our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com I'll tell you something. I don't know if there's anything more frustrating in life than Donald Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really are. I once thought it was Barack Obama supporters, and it once was. And he also was once Ron Paul supporters. Yes, it, yeah, that's right. At one point. That's right. Mm-hmm. These supporters have surpassed them all because we expect a little more from them. Uh, and because, unlike Ron Paul, he is so inconsistent on everywhere he's been and everywhere he's going and everywhere he is, he was somewhere else before. And he'll be somewhere else later. Um, it's, it's really, really mind-numbing. Really mind-numbing. I I mean, it's unbelievable. Listen, we were told by a uh, Trump supporter today, listen to the Holy Spirit. Well, I have listened to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and he's not telling me to vote for Donald Trump, I'll tell you that, right, right now. The problem with, I think, a lot of Trump supporters no. is they think the Holy Spirit is Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. Um, and they worship him right. as such. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, it, it's, I mean, it, it, it's unreal. And I love people who are like, oh, well, you guys just want to, you're taking this Trump thing to make money. First of all, mm, to no. make money, usually you befriend billionaires. <laughs> that, that's right. a one tactic to make money. You don't antagonize them constantly. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, the, the thing that we do to make money, mm-hmm. at least I'm speaking only for myself here. The only thing that we do to make money, and that means like, generally speaking, sort of like ratings and everything else is talk about other things. If it was just cause-related right now, the only thing I would talk about is Donald Trump right now. <laughs> because it is by far the most important thing going on right now. We are a couple weeks away mm-hmm. from an election in which we will have no choice. There will be a progressive versus a progressive. That is the worst possible situation for this country to go into. And in addition to that, it's the only thing... Of all the issues we talk about, that conservatives can control by themselves. We don't need any help from liberals. We don't need Chuck Schumer to come on board. We don't need um, uh, uh, New York to change their vote. Conservatives by themselves can solve this. And as of right now, they have not done it. And, you know, we've got a few more weeks where this is literally the only thing we should be talking about. The only thing we should be talking about is telling you how good other candidates are and how bad Donald Trump is. Mm. If, if all I cared about was that, that's all we would do. However, we do have a show to do, and, and occasionally we should probably go on to other topics. Um, but that's just because we have a dual purpose here on this program uh, and on the radio show, which is we try to do our best to inform and, and, and you know, promote conservative values and tell you the things that we believe are true as we understand them. In addition to that, we're supposed to have a show in which you laugh occasionally and have a good time listening to and don't want to turn off every 10 seconds. Have you looked at the show sheet yet? What we're starting off with? Well, yeah, we're, we're doing one segment on Trump, but I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm some. I mean, I, I, honestly, like to me, the right thing to do, in in my soul, is to sit here and tell you about how bad Donald Trump is as right. a candidate every day for every break. Um, and the person who called him is like, "Oh, you're the ringleader." I I don't think that's necessarily true, but I wear that proudly. <laughs> uh, if I can stand up at the end of my life and say. Uh, that I, I stood up against Donald Trump, who would be a horrific president. 
if he'd ever make it there. His numbers indicate that's not really possible if he wins the nomination. But if he were to make it there, um, he would be a terrible president, as bad as any president you've ever dealt with, including Barack Obama, including Bill Clinton, including Jimmy Carter. He's that bad because he has no grounding in the Constitution, no grounding in the founding principles of this country. He doesn't give a rat's anus about the Constitution. Right. And it's everyone's like, well, all these policies that are to the left of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton that he supported in his life, those are a long time ago. Who's to say that he couldn't change those at any at any Mm -hmm. moment? Mm -hmm. Um, And who's to say that you believe him now? You've got to believe that he's changed all these policies. You have to try. You have to hope that the things he hasn't clarified yet, that'll come out on the conservative side. And you have to uh, 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 kind of accept all these liberal policies that he still continues to this day to support. Things like affirmative action, things like uh, eminent domain. Um, And we've rattled off these a hundred times, but it's like that is normally these things are out of our control. This is the one time this is actually in our control. All we have to do is not vote for the worst candidate out of 17 that have presented themselves. Uh, and we, so far, that's not, not what's going on, it, except in Iowa. Most, uh, the most amazing part of this, maybe, it, to me, is, is evangelical supporting him. And I, how, do you, how are evangelicals thinking this guy has any kind of religiosity? I, I don't get it. What, what have you ever heard from him, through him in a that leads you to believe he's a super Christian guy? Hey, I, what are you talking about? I, I guess because they buy into things like he said to J, uh, Jake Tapper on CNN yesterday. That Months a ago, something like this. when you said that you've never asked God for forgiveness, do you, do you regret making that remark? No, I have great relationship with God. I have great relationship with uh, the evangelicals. In fact, nationwide, I'm, I'm up by a lot. I'm leading everybody. But I like to be good. I don't like to have to ask for forgiveness. And I am good. I don't do a lot of things that are bad. I try and do nothing that's bad. I live a very different life than probably a lot of people would think. And hmm. I, have a very great, I have a very great relationship with God. And... I have a very great relationship with the evangelicals, and I think that's why I'm doing so well with Iowa. I'm leading a very good life. I try to lead a good life, and, uh-huh. and I have. And frankly, okay. um, the reason I'm doing so well in Iowa and leading the polls, including the CNN poll, where I'm 33 to 20 in Iowa, uh, that's a, and by the way, one of the things that I didn't like that Ted Cruz did, Leslie, he said, oh, he's doing so well in the polls. Not doing so well on the polls because nationally he's not doing well. New Hampshire is doing very poorly. You guys go back and forth on leading in, in Iowa, just in Iowa. Yeah, the, the, the CNN poll, oh by the way, thirty-three mm. to twenty poll because that was a poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was it? Uh, thirty-three to twenty. Was that, that was national. A, that was that was a poll taken between November twenty-eighth and December sixth. Was it really? How is wow. he citing that poll for now? Was it really? Because this is only one with a big lead. Yep. Wow. Um, and since then, wow. he's lost about 80% of the polls, 70, 80% of the polls. I'd yeah, say. he'll never talk about that, though, because no, he's no. a lion sack of crap. <laughs> but I mean, but, an evangelical <laughs> who looks at this, an interview like this, it's not to say, when you say, mm. hey, um, you know, have you ever asked for forgiveness? No, I live a good life. Mm-hmm. That's not what that question is. The, the question is, do you recognize that you're imperfect? That's and really what that not. question is. He's right? such a like, narcissist. He right. believes he doesn't need forgiveness. Yeah. He's so wonderful in every way that he doesn't need forgiveness from God. That is unbelievable. Right, and that's like that's the fundamental 
Like, it's actually mm. so tone deaf to people who are religious. Because, like, if you say to somebody, like, uh, like what he's trying to say is, people think I'm a bad guy, but I'm not a bad guy. I do a lot of good things. When you're talking about asking forgiveness from God, what you're talking about is, do you, are you a perfect being? Because the point of that is, everyone who is imperfect needs to get uh, 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 forgiveness from God. And everyone is imperfect. That's the fundamental basis of that line of thought. Instead, what he says is, no, I'm, I'm really good, so why would I ask? Like, that just is a complete lack of familiarity with the, with the doctrine, with Christianity. With Christianity. It's, like, it's like trying to talk to someone mm-hmm. about sports who watches every fourth Super Bowl. And it's like, well, I mean, will they know there's players on the field that kick a little ball that's sort of oblong and leather? Okay. But they're not going to be able to get into any detail with you because they don't care about it at all. That's Donald Trump with religion. He knows it exists. He's been to church a couple of times. The church Super Bowl is Christmas. He says he goes on Christmas. I guess maybe he goes to the World Series on Easter. But really, that's about it. And he has the familiarity where he goes into the building but doesn't absorb it. Well, he's got a lot of Bibles that people send. People I've send him that. Bibles all the time. I've and that, he yeah. keeps them in a very special place. Well, he can't keep them in his apartment. We've got this beautiful apartment no, in Manhattan. No, he's got a beautiful part, uh, apartment in Manhattan with only like 85,000 square feet. You can't. There's no you room. can't keep them there. There's no room. So he's got a special place for the Bibles. And he puts them in a very special place. And uh, now he, he never says he reads it, but no. the Bible is his favorite book, he says. And then he was asked to, okay, well, you know, give us one, one verse that you think is particularly good. Yeah, I'm not going to do that because that's too personal. Is it or you just don't know one verse in the Bible? That is my real strong guess and hunch and suspicion that he doesn't. But, you know, that's between him and God. However, he's using it to try to get elected. So it's worth it to kind of go through it. This is what he does with everything. He used 9-11 to try to fend off this attack. And then he tweeted out a photo of him, of just the towers burning and, and, you know, the the sort of exoskeleton standing up there. He said, is this the New York that uh, Ted Cruz hates so much? And uh, first of all, I retweeted the picture of him laughing with Hillary Clinton at their wedding and said, no, this is the one actually he's talking about. Uh, But besides that, you know, Donald Trump, a week week after 9-11, so September 18th, 2001, he was bashing the buildings as not being nice. Um, They're like, oh, well, I can't remember the exact quote. It was something like, you know, look, those buildings just became great buildings after they collapsed. No. This is not a guy who, you know, it's it's not that he roots for 9-11 by any means, but he, you know, he's not a guy who sat there and thought deeply about the, the, you know, the value and struggle of New York in that way. He was not in the moment. He wasn't doing that. Now, retroactively, when he can use it to his advantage, he uses it. Um, And, you know, I was thinking about because the callers kept accusing uh, us of not of hating Donald Trump and, you know, I'm quite the opposite. My life is filled with I love. I mean, you know, he was like one of my heroes when I was a kid. Seriously, like I know it's pathetic, but he really was. Uh, someone tweeted a picture of, to me today of Trump the game, which I owned. Trump the game. I had Donald Trump the game. I mean, it was pathetic, and I grant you that. Mm-hmm. But why is it so? Why is this so offensive? Number one, he's not conservative. He's a Republican who's running and not a conservative. The same reason we get pissed off at Lindsey Graham 
is the same reason we get pissed off at him. Except Lindsey Graham is more conservative than Donald Trump. Lindsey Graham has never supported a wealth tax. Lindsey Graham has never said it's, a, it's your right at birth for health care. He's a liberal, but he's not as liberal as Donald Trump. That's number one. He's not conservative. Uh, number two, he doesn't care about the Constitution. He has no connection to it. So the things that limit you from when you say, I want to I want to do this because it's really great. And it's, I think it's a great idea. What limits you? The Constitution is the thing that's there to limit you. He doesn't care about it. He doesn't know it. He doesn't refer to it, except for when he wants to call uh, Ted Cruz Canadian. He, he has no connection to that document. He doesn't he's never lived it. He doesn't believe it. He still supports things that are blatantly unconstitutional in his platform today. And the third thing that really pisses us off is the fact that there are other choices. If this was the general election and we were getting these calls, I would understand it. It would still piss me off, but I would understand it. Um, if you were trying to defend every little thing that he said, we would say, you know what, we're not going to defend him uh, when he does wrong, because what's he going to do in office? We have to hold his feet to the fire, just like we do every other Republican or conservative. However, I would understand the momentum behind him. I would understand people saying, I just can't have Hillary Clinton anything but defend him at any cost. I get that. But there are other choices now. Mm. You want to defend him in, in six months when he's the nominee? Have at it. Now you've got Ted Cruz. You've got Rand Paul. You've got Marco Rubio. You've got Ben Carson. You have other options here. And we've said time and time again, now is the time not to settle. Yeah. That's why, that's why they're all out there. Get your person. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and you know, one of these things that's like so infuriating with this stuff is everyone loves when we mock Democrats. Everyone loves when we mock Lindsey Graham and John McCain. Everyone loves when we're sarcastic about those guys. When Mitch McConnell, when we're wrecking him, no one seems to care. It's just this guy. Yep. And again, all of the people I just mentioned uh, that were Republicans, John Boehner, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, name any of them. They're all more conservative, all of them, than Donald Trump. Well, what about uh, when Lindsey Graham was a huge partial birth abortion supporter? Mm, yeah, no, he never what was. What about that? What he, about? He's a letdown of a Republican, and, and as yeah. I've said, America's worst senator. Uh -huh. But he is far more conservative than Donald Trump. Yeah. Here's uh, Trump. Close. Granted, this was 99, but when did you have a partial birth abortion stance? Uh, here's Trump's. I lived in New York City and Manhattan all my life, okay? So, you know, okay. my views are a little bit different than if I New lived York in Iowa, I, perhaps. Partial birth abortion, the eliminating of, of abortion in the third trimester, big issue in Washington. Big issue. Would President Trump ban partial birth abortion? Well, look, I'm, I'm well, look. very no. pro-choice. And <laughs> again, it may be a little bit of a New York background because there is some huh. different attitude in different hmm. parts of well, the country. Said, you know, I was raised hmm. in New York and grew oh, three up in work and everything else in New four, York City. Four times. But you would not five. ban it. Actually, no. five. Or ban partial birth abortion. No, I would. No. I would. No, I am, am pro-choice in pro -choice. every respect in and as far as it goes, but I just hate it. You know, that's as far I'm, as it goes. I'm, I'm, I hate murder. I just, I really do hate it. But every once in a while, like if it's the 433rd trimester of Jeffy's life, mm -hmm. you know, I, mean, I don't like it. But it. I'm for it. I it would still be because murder, I'm pro-choice. I'm not going to take your choice away from killing that guy. <laughs> Why would I do that to you? Uh, it's none of my business. Okay. And again, it's plausible that it's he so can change pathetic. his mind over those years, obviously. So pathetic. But remember, he, this guy... His pivot point is supposedly mm -hmm. a friend of his was going to have an abortion. She didn't. The kid, he likes the kid now that, that, yeah. had, that came out. Uh, really? 
That's your pivot point. We don't know who that is, though. We don't know who that is, but he's a superstar now. Well, I mean, it's uh, Yeah, you know, that's what he said. Yeah, he's uh, a superstar. Now, he's and a someone superstar. asked him, hey, uh, if he wasn't a superstar, would you have changed your mind on abortion? And he said, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So he would still be a part. Again, and think about what he did. Amazing. He was in the. He went to the Amazing. reform party to try to run for president, I can't take it. and he ran through that campaign. Was pro uh, final term abortion, right? Mm -hmm. What does he do to show this big transition to to uh, a pro life? He goes to a Democrat. He becomes a Democrat, not a Republican. Mm -hmm. He becomes mm -hmm. a Democrat, and he stays there for eight years. He becomes mm -hmm. a Democrat for eight years after that interview. Yeah. Now, he didn't go to a Republican side. He didn't have this huge moment where he's like, holy crap. He, he stayed in the Democratic Party for eight years. Then he became a Republican. Then he dropped out of the Republican Party. And then he came back to the Republican Party. The guy's been in and out of the party, uh, in every party, for 100 years. Um, and if you believe him, you have to ask yourself why. Because Mitt Romney, who was pro-choice uh, um, uh, in 94, right, when he mm. was running... This audience destroyed him over that, yeah. saying, yeah. hey, wait a minute, this guy, you can't trust this guy. He goes, that's five years before that interview. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if Donald Trump is just doing things that benefit him when the time is right. And you know what? Hmm. It's, it, you're so right on that, Jeffy. And it's so funny that we have to explain that. Because that has been his M.O. his Forever. entire life. And it was entertaining as a guy who's on a, uh, on a, uh, uh, a TV show. Mm -hmm. It was entertaining. But it's not... Like, how can anyone think anything other than this? The man has been this way his entire life. And the only way that you can even come close to thinking he's conservative is you think if the one moment in his life that he's telling the truth is right now. That's the only way you can believe him, is if you believe every other moment in his life he was lying or wrong, and he's finally come to that one nexus of truth right now, and even with that, you still have to dismiss things like, for example, naming his sister to the Supreme Court who, is, who struck down the partial birth abortion ban. Floating the idea of Scott Brown, a pro-choice Republican, as a, as a running mate. Again, he's doing that in 2015, not 1999. The guy mm. obviously isn't a conservative. And if you can't understand that by now, mm. we, you know, you're like that first caller we had. You know, you're already lost. There's no point in talking to a person like that other than for ratings. It was a good call. It was a good call because it was funny to hear somebody, the level of intelligence that goes into supporting this guy at times. Uh, but, you know, outside of that, you're not changing people's mind who think like that. It's, Barack Obama, it's the same thing we have with Barack Obama callers. Exactly same thing same. we have with them. Yep, exactly the same. You're looking to sell your home at realestateagentsitrust.com. Our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com